Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another episode of your favorite Kingdom of Loathing podcast, The Kingdom of Loathing Podcast. I'm your host, Jake. And I'm Riff. And I'm your host, Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff's running a little slow. Hot Stuff. How's your back, buddy? It's alright. I am I am worried about this podcast. You helped me carry a bunch of stuff upstairs yesterday. Uh, okay. Can't have been that bad. It wasn't that heavy. I drove almost the entirety of yesterday. The, uh, somebody, somebody wrote, and I don't remember if this was in a question or not. Um, you know, I think it probably was. Oh, F writes, Dark Souls is out on PC and Jake hasn't been around for 18 hours. I'm a little worried. You know, <laughs> I, uh, until we get back from the studio tonight, I have been unable to play Dark Souls 2 on my PC because I, all of my, uh, all of my controllers were at the office. Oh. So I'm taking one home with me, theoretically going to play a little bit of it tonight. Nice. After I get good and drunk between podcasts. Is is it imperative that you play on a controller? Yes. Yes. That's not possible to play on a keyboard. I mean, theoretically it is. They let you bind the keys however you want, but it's really not feasible. Uh-huh. It uses, like, both triggers and both shoulder buttons okay. and both joysticks. So it's... So it would be that a, should still be feasible, right? You could do WASD, numpad, it's, and it's very it's very important that you be able thumb. to move freely in combat. So if you're mm-hmm. using WASD for your positioning, unless you have like an eight button mouse, you're going to have to take your fingers off of WASD to to hit other keys to make things happen when you need to, and you don't want to let go of your movement keys. Like, there are very few games that Steam says you need a controller for this, and Steam says, at least on the first one. Do you... This is the wrong podcast for this, guys, except for the question that F asked. Well, uh, do you not have an eight-button mouse, I guess, is my other question. <laughs> you don't. You guys don't even have a two-button mouse because you're Mac buttholes. Well, I yeah, don't understand nonsense. where you're Angus McButtholes. Yeah, my Mac mouse buttholes. has, like, yeah, Mac buttholes. Wheel four buttons or whatever on it yeah Mm -hmm. i've got like two top buttons and two thumb buttons and this do you have do you have one of those crazy like robo mice that looks like a a mech it's not it's not that outrageous i've got like the real simple version of that that instead of having 12 buttons on the side just has two Does it look? Does it look like it's some sort of robot from the future, though? Like nah, black it's, with like it's blue a little, LEDs or something. But like the it does have a blue LED, from a Jenner. but it's it's not it's not crazy. Does it make like deafening clicking noises when you click on something? Uh, not like the keyboard. No. <laughs> Are they both Razer devices? The the mouse is a Razer. I eventually ditched the Razer keyboard because. Uh, the, it was too loud. Well, the uh, the driver. It wasn't the noise. Actually, I, I I switched to a a keyboard made by DOS, which is equally loud. <laughs> but um, the problem I had with the uh, um, with the Razer one was that I upgraded my operating system, and the uh, the drivers for their keyboard weren't compatible. How and, how does a keyboard need Well yeah, that's drivers? basically my question is fuck the entire idea of having to download drivers for a keyboard. That's but, not but, a question, Riff. But I I I got I got one from fuck? I got a Cherry Blue the entire idea. switches keyboard from from DOS keyboards and I plugged it in D- and it D-O-S? went DAS. And and it just ran with no drivers and it's awesome. 
So, Do they know that the name of their company is just the in German? Also, it's not. It shouldn't be surprising that a keyboard would work with no drivers because the BIOS handles that. Well, it should. I mean, I guess that's, a USB keyboard, point. it doesn't. The, that's the it, it, a keyboard should not need drivers. I and think. I guess a new BIOS. I mean, a keyboard with a bunch of different weird configurable buttons on it and stuff. Well, but they should just not work. They should, <laughs> it should just, it should just yes. work as a regular keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, that, like, that's uh, that's true. I, you should be able to you should be able to uh, to not use the extra functions if you want to not run with the drivers. Yeah, but in, in yeah. the in the Razer case, it just disabled the entire keyboard. Do you think there'd be like a firmware update that would make the keys quieter? <laughs> like it's actually cotton ball update. What do you call skewmorph? Is it a skewmorph? Like the this? Would you characterize the sound that the a car door sound. makes when it? Slams is that's probably skeuomorphic not because it's like exaggerated, right? It's it is still a physical sound, but it 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 could be quiet. People just don't believe that the car door is right. really closed yeah, if they, it doesn't make that manufacture noise. Manufacture them to make that noise. But I mean, like the shutter sound on a digital camera that is that is a skeuomorphism. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, is I that see. Still what you're, you're, you're asking though, right? you're asking it's, if the noise is is specifically made. Yeah, it's to, like a wave. Fi- it's a wave file of an old IBM keyboard that plays every time you press a key. <laughs> I, I was thinking if 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 the the what people like about it is that it sounds like a typewriter. That would but be that isn't more, that isn't more, taking that isn't taking something that isn't physically related to it. Like it's not like having a, like leather stitching on a on a window in an app. It's that's just taking the keyboard and mm. and making it more like an an older relic of itself, right? Like, is that still skeuomorphism? I guess that's what I was asking. I, there's either another word for the shutter sound that a digital camera makes, yeah. or <laughs> you know, I bet, I bet, I bet that's probably a single word in uh, in Navajo. <laughs> the, the, you know, what would be cool a keyboard where every key is a different uh, digital camera. No, yeah, sure. <laughs> it just takes it just takes pictures. Uh, all just these pictures, pictures are just of my fingertips. fingertips. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, is is a different uh, tone from uh, one of those organs that's made out of wine glasses with different amounts of water mm, the in them? Celestas, right. yeah, Celesta, a glass Celesta. Glass. Yeah. Is how is is that? Oh, I was uh, I was under the impression that that's what a glass harmonica is. Is that something else? Hmm, maybe it is. I think you're thinking of a glass jaw. <laughs> glass Joe, the first opponent in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Plays yes. the glass harmonica. Guys, <laughs> yeah, we still haven't done anything that we can tell anybody about, which is frustrating. Yep. Next next show, you're gonna have seen some shit. I'm nearly done with my bit. I should be able to finish it tomorrow. Hmm. I'll be able to assign some more shit to you tomorrow. Yeah. Then now, because I'm, uh, I'm I'm gone next week with my parents from the twenty. You're turning into you. You're turning into a pumpkin from the twentieth. From the twenty eighth. No. Well, you're Where, working. You're working you all weekend. Doing, fucker. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I think we're just going to like Tempe and hanging out. Wait, they're coming to town. One of those tea. Places. Tempe is like Tempe five, is like minutes, five from minutes from where you live. So I, it's probably Tucson then. So your parents are visiting you in Arizona. Yeah. And you're gonna hang out with them like a hundred miles away from home for a week. Yeah, pretty much. You guys should go to old Tucson Studios. Yeah, you should okay. go to the the Biodome or Biosphere. Oh, really? I've never been to two. that. What's old Tucson Studios? It is. It used to be 
where all movies, the western a movie movies studio were where not not a lot of all it's of where them. like all, all the, the westerns like shot in, in I like Italy. Cannonball Run um, was filmed there. Uh, there's a lot of there were a lot of large when I went there as a kid there were a lot of large pictures of Burt Reynolds and then uh, it burned down. Just the just the Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, just the just the picture of Burt Reynolds. I think it might have been Quake. I think it might have been uh, Lonnie Anderson arson. Right. Um, that was my favorite '80s supergroup. So they, it had been a movie studio that was sort of converted into like a theme park, sort of. Yeah. But then it burned down. A lot of it burned down, and then they rebuilt the theme park parts. Right. But not a lot of the studio parts. So it's a little weird. It's, it's like, like an old West Town. There's like yeah, it's shootouts. Like, and- it's like a car. It's like it's like a. A constantly operating Old West themed carnival. Yeah, huh. um, there's like yeah. a there's like a what 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 do you call those burlesque show? It's not even really a bur- like it's it's like a yeah like can can dancers like a yeah. saloon girls show. There's uh, that a every hour on the hour. There is actually there's a like really a good haunted what? house there, and there's like yeah there's like a jail cell. There's like a crazy just this. Like, oh, depending yeah. on whether he's working there or not. But there is a old guy timer. who is just the best, like, old-timey prospector guy who leads you through this haunted mine. Yeah. It's that's awesome. Um, it's definitely a worth going down there. Have you been to the Sonoran Desert Museum? It's actually a zoo. It's it's called a museum. I know. But just, it's a zoo. It's weird, though. It's kind of a weird zoo. That but, sounds familiar, Riff, have you, but have now you, that have you've you been there? zoo, I'm not sure. It's like a scorpion and turtle and tarantula zoo. Oh, great. There's, there's, there are like, there are birds of prey there and stuff. There's, there's other stuff. It's like a museum of shit that could kill you if this cage was open. It's really cool. That's, it's worth going there. Um, there's the Karchner Caverns, which is a set of living caves. What does it mean for caves to be living? So a living cave is a cave that is still wet, basically. Um, It is still like stalactites and stalagmites are still forming. Hmm. Most caves that you encounter are dry and are therefore dead. They're no longer changing. These caves are still in the process of forming. Um, Basically, almost any time that you can just walk into a cave, it is dead. Because any time a cave is just exposed to open air, like most caves that are still alive are sealed off from the world and nobody knows about them. And so if they like if a mine shaft cuts into a cave, they would then close it off. Yeah. So like this one, a farmer discovered it on his on his ground immediately closed it and then it, they spent like 15 years building like airlocks oh, into wow. it and stuff so it's i mean it's not like the most impressive thinking of that guy well i mean i think he, i think the state came in or some society or whatever like mm-hmm. decided to do it but it's uh ruby ruby falls in tennessee which we didn't end up going to when we went yeah. through there which was, was disappointing to me because i would really like for you to see it and i would really like to see it again um that I think was all done privately. Like there was just a guy who was digging a digging a shaft into this into Lookout Mountain and just came across this like amazing thing. That's cool. That was underground and then just turned it into a an attraction. Tour, tourist attraction. Yeah, don't like, you have to get a permit like months ahead of time to go to Karchner Caverns? I though? don't. Well, I don't know. It's been years and years and years since I've been there, so I I imagine that the the wait list has has backed off um, you know what is surprisingly cool in between phoenix and tucson is uh the casa grande monument this is a this is a podcast where we talk about things that riff should do yeah. while he's in tucson with <laughs> well his he's gonna have food. to report back in two weeks so you know yeah well. the more the more interesting stories you have the better off we're gonna be yeah we and all of our podcast listeners riff 
Um, the Casa Grande uh, ruins are cool. Yeah, they're like ruins. They're like ruins right here in right here in Indiana. Aren't they like a what are they, hike? What are they ruins the of? Road? An old uh, the well, a big Club house, Club? a Casa Grande, as it were. Ah. Um, just oh, okay. a, a Native American a Native American structure. They were amazingly well preserved for being in a region where nothing is really well preserved. Well, except for it's the desert, so it's got kind of a weird preservative. Well, right, but cliff dwellings features. exposed to rain, like mud structures oh, yeah. don't last a hundred years, even if it rains once a year. True. Right. They've built a giant canopy over the entire okay. building. Um but it was like a like a three or four story structure. It's oh, outstanding. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, and then Biosphere two, I think. I've not actually gone to that, but I've heard that it's... You can go there and find Polly Shore making a filter out of cigarette butts. Right. After throwing a huge rager and probably teaching some scientists how to to really live. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be a fun next week for you, I bet, Riff. Yeah, sure. All all of the things we just said. (laughs) You can go to the airplane graveyard. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, There's like thousands of military planes that they have i don't know if you can actually there. go to that can't you there's a museum there's a museum nearby where you can go into an old air force one. Oh mm. wow there's nothing in it like it is exactly the same as every other airplane oh they didn't like leave the the, the cool the desk and yeah the nice yeah, the, the, yeah jimmy carter is still in there <laughs> hi folks uh, could somebody bring me some water mm, yeah um so that's pretty good what have you been up to, hot stuff? Uh, recovering from my back injury has been my primary occupation, I guess. Good. Occupational therapy. Are you therapy. on the clock the whole time you're recovering? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I basically just worked from bed for three or four days, which was fine. I could do that. Like John Lennon. If I had, if I had a second screen, if I could somehow fit another monitor on my lap, <laughs> I think it would be almost totally doable to just work from bed all the time i can never stand having my mouse constantly sliding into my ass <laughs> that is less of a problem than um melissa's cat sliding into sliding your into ass. your ass and sliding into my ass yeah. no the when i'm in bed the cat likes to curl up next to me inevitably in either on top of my mousing arm or uh, like between my body and my mousing arm. And so it's just, it's inevitable that he would be attracted to it. <laughs> sure. I'll <laughs> um, see yeah. your fishing, your fishing arm would be equally attractive if you had one of those. True. Your saucer of milking finger. <laughs> your, <laughs> your yarn balling claw. <laughs> yeah. Your cardboard boxing glove. There you go. Okay. Nice. What uh, What have you been up to, Dick? I drove uh, from from Phoenix to San, San Francisco, Francisco yesterday in a single day. Yeah, you leaped a you leaped a tall building in a single drive. Eleven point seven five hours door to door. That's pretty good. And that included uh, that included some traffic on a bridge. There was no weather. It was you know it was easy. When you're by yourself, you can go a lot faster. Because you only have to stop for when you need to pee. Yeah, mm. when you're in a cool car, you can go even faster. When you don't, when you don't give a fuck whether you get a speeding ticket or not, you can go as fast as you want. <laughs> sure, but that's not a thing that I do anymore. 
when I would travel with my parents in the car at a younger age, uh, we only stopped when we had to get gas. Like you just, we did not stop for food or restroom breaks outside of that. Yeah. And like, that was just how it was. And so that's just sort of my expectation for road trips. And that's not when I travel with other people, that's not how it's been. Cause they'll, they'll, they have tiny bladders or desires for food or something. I mean, I think the bigger issue there is that like human biology does not adapt to the gas mileage of the particular car that you're in well, necessarily the, all that readily through it's, like it's like you got to be able to hold it for four or five hours i get gas every time i stop right okay but i will often stop before you know i, I will get half a tank so you gas. can't stop at like a stop sign unless there's a gas station there yeah <laughs> okay well, I, I mean, I keep a gas can oh. in the trunk so that I can you pour a little bit in up. every time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I stopped four times. I just, when you're by yourself, you also, stops don't last nearly as long. I had right. to fill the gas tank for the Zapcon moving truck. And that thing was terrifying. That was just a literally a, a tank of, of diesel fuel directly underneath the driver where I, you were just pouring it directly into the tank and you could see it filling up and i i didn't understand what the the rental woman was talking about she's like if you just leave the 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 gas filler thing in there and when it stops it's not actually full and i was like what what like what is this you're talking about and it's because it's sitting in the tank like you fill it up to the point where it's almost sloshing out and that's finally full Mm. It was like over $120 of gas, of wow. diesel diesel fuel. It's a lot of a You should have just poured something cheaper in there. Milk. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I guess they didn't, they don't, they don't know. That's what milk trucks run on, right? That's why yeah. they call them that. <clears throat> um, what about you, Riff? A uh, little bit of working? A little bit of video games? Yeah, working, playing video games. I was on some... Uh, uh, some other podcasts, uh, although they haven't been published you're, yet. You're cheating on us. Yep, yep. And they were games podcasts, so I guess that's that's double that's cheating. info for the other show. Yeah, our KOL listeners love Don't it. Give a fuck. Love it when we do this. <laughs> uh, you guys want to? You guys want to answer some KOL questions? I feel like this show is going to be fairly short because nothing is happening that anybody could ask any questions about. I'm back. I'm back in the saddle. I got up early. I bolted to the office i got a bunch of work done it's pretty good it's pretty good feeling that motivation feeling that inspiration feeling that perspiration uh, you and feeling that fucking my my joke. Pre- precipitation today which was uh, obnoxious uh bush light writes Ooh. uh any chance of opening up the copperhead quest uh, copperhead club quest a bit earlier than level 10 usually i level up doing pirate ship stuff but as there's little reason to deal with the pirates while not getting the charms from them it'd be nice to be able to plink away on the copperheads when out of quests thanks i mean i think you mean level 11 but the reason that i don't want to do that is it's almost entirely narrative Right, because you don't know where any of that stuff is until you get the journal, and I like it that way. And I like, I like that those zones have story built right. into everything that happens in them, because that's one of the few places 
where the game really works like that. And I really like it. I really like the way that it plays and I like the way that it feels and I like the, the mood of it. And I get that it's aggravating to not be able to do that. I think though, that the people who want that are going to be happy with the new spooky Raven because I, as a, as a sort of an olive branch, I'm making it so that stuff is accessible way, way, way earlier. Like, you will be able to get to most... But it will be different. It'll be different, but you'll be able to get to most of Spooky Raven from turn one. Um, yeah. Like, the spending turns in the pantry is no longer a thing, basically. Which is, there's a, there's a little bit more going on to get access to the stuff on the first floor of Spooky Raven, but it's paced... I've 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 coded up the new one so that it's paced entirely differently for a first time player than it is for someone who's already ascender. ascended. So you guys are mostly going to be seeing, you know, a kind of a weird early version of it relative to what would happen on your first run through. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. But it's I, like I I think it's going to work well, and I think it's going to be a thing that you guys there will always be some productive turns that you can spend in Spooky Raven. To sort of prep that branch, of because the you have to, quest, which is, you have to do some things to get access to the basement. Yeah, well, to the ballroom, right? Like you only have to do the new spooky raven stuff up to the ballroom to be able to to do it. But then there's also like there's going to be a sort of a simple naive way to unlock the basement. I see. Um, which will be on the new third floor. Dun dun dun. dun dun dun. Still no belfry. I'm gonna have to redraw the actual document, the the actual icon on the right oh, side of the tracks because it's got another floor. Yeah, and it's there's not you're not ever just gonna see that door sitting there anymore. That is the first icon. That is Kaol's first icon, and it is about is gonna go wow. away with this revamp. It could go in the museum. It could. There's just a door on the floor yeah. that leads to. <laughs> it's just a back door to the pantry that leads from the museum. Uh, cheese cookie says hello again. So in the last few weeks, I've been teaching shell scripting and Perl at a class of mine and have been making them parse and organize data from KOL pages. I copy it all locally beforehand as I don't trust them to not accidentally start flooding requests. I've noticed that a lot of the meat of the pages is on a single line, which surprised me at first and offered many humorous attempts by students to try scrolling through the HTML. Anyway, my question is extraordinarily mundane and more of a curiosity. Is there any reason that the meat of the pages is on a single line of HTML? Yeah, actually it, uh, it, saves a very, very small amount of bandwidth cost back in the day. Like, all of the scripts that are actually served to people are not what we see when we're working on them. They're, like, built out to a directory that is just the production directory. And then that that is what gets our synced out to the live server. And so Xenophobe just wrote a thing that strips all the white space out of them. So... Hmm. They're not actually like that when we're working on them. That's just what the output looks like. Um, but that's interesting because most people don't really ever see that. Um, for the record, I'm very disappointed in how few of my students know what KOL. Oh, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe the reason that you're seeing a lot of this is actually because so much of the HTML gets output by just echo statements in the PHP. And I don't, you'd have to manually put line breaks into it. Hmm. Okay. So that's probably where a lot of that comes from too. So you'll get like the header, you'll get the style sheet and stuff, but then 
like you said, the actual meat of the page is all in one line. And yeah, it's because I don't, I don't, I find it messy in PHP code when it escapes in and out of PHP a lot. And so rather than, rather than like escaping out, putting in a table structure, escaping back in and executing some PHP code, I'll just echo the table code from PHP. Sometimes I will generate JavaScript code by executing it out of PHP just because I hate the way that PHP code looks when it is constantly going in and out of the open and close PHP tags. It makes it really difficult for me to parse. The coloration on your colored text? No, it's the way the actual document looks. What does that uh, pop up on the screen? I don't know. You want to check in case it's something important? It's some sort of iCloud sync problem okay so it's not like it does not impact the recording at all except this part just making sure just making sure because sometimes like my laptop will say hey you're almost out of hard drive space and i'll be like fuck i better delete some shit oh man that was important while you were while you're recording recording. um anyway for the record i'm very disappointed in how few of my students know what kol is also they don't get my simpsons references maybe it's just too old for them yeah it's probably true love you guys keep on shaking the bacon like i would ever stop shaking the bacon so that actually raises an interesting question. Like we are expected as Renaissance people to, to shake bacon. Well, to sure. use an indoor privy <laughs> to, to know a bunch of things that came before, you know, like, like literature, classic literature. And then Simpsons. Yeah, well, and Simpsons, you know, like like novels that were written in the 50s and that were written in the 80s and that were written in the 2000s, you know, like like we're we're supposed to be aware of 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 the culture that has come before us so that we can converse about it with our peers. But there is so much content being developed now in so many different media, you know, film and TV and books and games and comic books and stuff like that. There will, that there will never again be something that is as recognizable for a generation as like Simpsons quotes well, are for us. Maybe or or like those things still exist. And so it's we had our whole childhoods to to be aware of those and and like you know to learn that sort of on the side of having to go to school and learn about all the classics or whatever. And now like, when does somebody get a chance to see 20 seasons of the Simpsons? Mm-hmm. You know? they, they don't, I think they get an overview. I mean, I feel like in order to understand the, the drive for me as a kid for being aware of stuff that was, you know, produced media that was produced before I was born is so that I would get jokes that were made about it. And so that I would understand allusions to it. And so I would just seek out enough to be able to understand that. I mean, a lot of it was just like, because you'll get like, you don't need to watch 20 seasons of the Simpsons to understand 90% of the references you're going to encounter to the Simpsons, because 90% by volume of the references that you're going to encounter to the Simpsons are going to be one of 10 or 15 sentences. And so as long as you understand those 10 or 15 Mm. things, you'll, you'll know, you know, and there's, there's going to be deeper dive stuff that only a handful of people are aware of, but there's, there's that now. Yeah. That's always going to exist. I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, like Doge memes 
for we'll the survive. current. Well, I'm just wondering if that's the the modern parallel to quoting Simpsons lines. I don't know. I don't think it has the penetration. I don't think anything does. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, Viral Effigy says, What are the chances of a make an item of the month type interaction similar to how Wizards has done make a card for Magic the Gathering? I think it would be cool to have a handful of options presented to players to pick and make an item of the month as a community. You know, that's interesting uh, because we've been talking about a thing that I'm going to... I'm not announcing this because I don't know when it's going to happen yet. I'm, I am... I can now say with significant confidence that it is going to happen hmm. just not when sometime in the next month i would guess um we decided to do a, a sort of a live stream of some content development and i've been thinking of ways to make that a little more interactive with the people that are messing with it um so we're gonna we're gonna talk to our buddy the gun run about how to actually set up the twitch stuff but basically we'll just schedule a time that i'm gonna be on twitch making some stuff and it's basically like this is how we make a new quest yep. this is what our tools look like this is what the process is like but it's also a thing that's like only available for a few hours while i'm working on it so it's also yeah. kind of a world event sort yeah. of thing which we will announce it everywhere that we can like when we decide a week or 10 days ahead of time yeah. so so will you take suggestions on stuff you're doing from the people in the chat at the time Yes, sort I of. think that I will. And I, I'm going to I'm I've been trying to figure out ways to do that in a more uh, like, I don't know, in a, in a kind of a more formalized way than just reading the chat, because I feel like that that would I don't, keep you that would prevent you from being able to work right. nearly as quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you're not going to be able to avoid it. Right. Like, I mean, I used to work while in KOL open KOL chat all the time, but I would turn it off if I really needed to buckle down on something. Right. right. So, so I think it's just more of a thing where it's like, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm excited about the idea. I'm curious how it will go. Um, it, like soliciting actual content from players almost never results in anything usable. And it's weird. Like, Players will catch a joke that we missed that we mm -hmm. should have made in some stuff that that we make. But in the past, when we have done, you know, we did that limerick contest for so adding some stuff to the limerick dungeon. Right. And out of hundreds and hundreds of entries, there were like two that were any good at all. And it's weird because as like. As smart as the people who play this game are relative to the people who play other games, you sort of lose sight of the fact that like, oh, right. You guys haven't been doing this for a job for mm, this decade. long. Right. So like the odds of somebody, even somebody who's like a better writer than us or better at making video games than us, the odds of them being better at making something for KOL than us but are matching real, the tone real and slim. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, there so, is always there is always that little nagging doubt in the back of my head when I think about really opening something up. You like were that. you were thinking more of like you'd present them three well, like options. he says like a voting thing. Yeah, just yeah. like setting setting up a way to just do a real quick ad hoc poll of everyone who's sort of hanging out. So like a like a Twitch designs Kingdom of Loathing, right? <laughs> um, there is the the one guy super great friend that that uh that does streaming that i watch all the time he's got some kind of twitch chat 
bot called Oddme that he can evoke to uh, to do like a a vote in the chat. So like he'll say option one is for this and option two is for that and option three is for this and the people in chat type either one two or three and this bot counts the votes. I I don't want the because I I think the chat is going to be small enough that it will be followable right this but is not, not going to have a huge audience but not if everybody's just typing numbers and shit into it so I think and and also I I'm thinking that what I'm going to do is build that polling mechanism into KOL hmm. so that. Only the people who are actually in there playing with it get a vote. Ah, okay. Right, because then that also, it's like, oh, this, like, that might make somebody, you know, I mean, I also feel like on the screen at all times, I'm going to have instructions on where to go if you want to sign up and play this stuff and have it be a thing that's accessible right from the start, you know, at least, so it's, I mean, it's going to end up being like a level one zone or whatever, but. Huh. You know, I mean, so here's what I'm thinking. It's it'll be like a level one zone, but there will be a piece of gear that you can effortlessly get in there that you equip and it makes all the monsters scale just in that zone. Something like that. Right. Like just figure mm-hmm. out a figure out a way to to make it accessible, but still make it mechanically interesting for a, a person who's into KOL. Like I, I've got it's it's coming together in my head. Okay. I don't want to think about it too much because I want some of that. Yeah. Sort of. You know, you, you that, that, that like, to be yeah, that process stream. to be on the stream, but, but it's like, but you also, I can't just start from zero and, and be make entertaining a, and yeah, and be entertaining and make a playable thing in four hours yeah. or whatever it's going to be. So anyway, I like, I, I hope podcast listeners that you will let me know if you have any suggestions about this. Let me know if you think it's a terrible idea or whether it's a thing that you think would be fun. I know a lot of people are going to say, it is lame of you to have a world event that only takes place during a particular time period, because what about the people who can't play it during that period? And to them, I can only say, what about the people who can? <laughs> F.U. I'm a Dragon says, why are you not mining Kim.coin? What kind of person doesn't mine Kim.coin? Is that like a different kind of Bitcoin? All kinds of people. Max Droom says, Jick, Riff, no, Jiff, Rick, and Firecrotch good uh any chances of uh more one-off clan dungeons like the sorority house you know that was a lot of fun for people Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that hard it to do we could also just i mean we don't have to like rewrite all we wouldn't have to rewrite all the code for it we could just change all of the things in the code that say sorority house to you know, maybe something else that starts with S-H. Um, <laughs> so a salami hut. Okay. The uh, haunted salami hut. Yeah. Smarmy hovel. Cr- uh, so like if we did if we did one for Crimbo, it could be like a sleigh haberdashery. <laughs> so it's a place where they're making Santa hats to put on sleighs. I was going to say oh, a yeah. Santa haunting. Okay, a Santa. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, s- sandwich hell. Okay, that's not a very crimbo one, but it depends. No, but that's good for uh, sandwich day. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good international sandwich day event. That's probably. I bet the calendar in the toilet at the Phoenix office has international sandwich day mm, as one probably. of its stupid made-up holidays. Underground train nexus, the subway hub. Mm. Subway, yeah. Okay, 
Shubway. Shubway. Uh, there could just be a clan dungeon that was an NKOL uh, uh, emulated port of the old arcade game Satan's Hollow. Mm. Mm. Uh, it could be a shitty hallway. Okay. Mean, then, then it could. Then we could just spend like no time on it. Like what? It's it <laughs> says it's shitty, shitty right on the. What? There's not even like you just go in here and it's a bunch of fucking error messages. Like there's no monsters. There's no. Yeah, man. Shitty what? HTML. Yeah, why'd you pay for that? Like it said right <laughs> on it, shitty hallway. Um, it totally doesn't say what the clan dungeon is no. before you when you are nope. making the decision to. Yeah. <laughs> It's no like, idea. okay, this is this thing that's in your basement. It's an awesome hallway, and you just pay <laughs> McRipoff and Sons to fuck it up for you. <laughs> like, oh, man, you should see all the cool shit that was in there before we ruined it. Uh, Yojimbo's Law says, or maybe Yojimbo Slaw. <laughs> uh, it's been like bodyguard slaw. That's what that's what uh, Japanese uh, samurai-era bodyguards would eat to maintain their composure, mm-hmm. their energy levels. It's Yojimbo Slaw. Wait, Usagi means rabbit and Yojimbo means bodyguard, right? I think that's correct. Okay, it's not the other way around. Uh, it's been two years since Darth was crushed by Rentbot's massive wang, and we still aren't allowed to jobbers or nerf ascenders. Since Obopolis stunts aren't even possible anymore, isn't it about time to fix this? It might be worth noting that you can still cream pie anyone you want. Um, Wait, so Usagi means rabbit and Unagi means eel? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things that are similar to one another in English that are also very weird. No, and I'm just trying to think of... If, I wonder if there are other things that are between Unagi and Usagi that as the letter shifts, it's other kinds of animals. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. right somewhere in the middle Upagi. would be, like, a weird... Like, U- a, like a snake yeah. with furry with, ears. Yeah with, yeah, with little ears. <laughs> with a, a little bouncy tail. Okay. Yep. Um, Canifar40 says, how goes the work on Spooky Raven Manor, the game, the revamp, the secret project? Uh, it's been kind of subsumed by Adam of the Month work and also n- not KOL work. I spent work. all day working on it. Yeah, you did spend all day working on it. And that, it is, apart from the new basement, it is so close to being a thing that is ready to go. Like, I, mm. I need to spend... There's I think I need to basically art. spend like all of tomorrow doing art. Yeah, that's I think what I'm gonna do. I, I, I have you been doing? Like, have you been dealing with all the things I've been noting to you? Uh, I haven't, but I mean that's I have to do art for the item of the month stuff anyway. So I feel like if I can just come, if I just decide like I'm coming to the office tomorrow and all I'm all I am committing to doing on this Saturday is art, right? So I will come in and I will listen to music and listen to listen to st- I can listen to stuff with words I'll listen to some stand up comedy albums on good old RDO um, we had lunch with our buddy from RDO today yep. our buddy RDO <laughs> <laughs> he's related to RDFM but in some weird first name way <laughs> RDO RDO <laughs> he's, he's the, the Irish engineer Anyway, it's pretty good. Crim Oyster Egg Day plans in the works yet? I have no idea what time in the year you guys start on that stuff. Oh, is it Oyster Egg Day on Crimbo? Uh, I am probably not. I already have a really good idea of what I want to do for Crimbo this year, and it doesn't really lend itself to a serious oyster egg integration. I can imagine a way in which it could. Okay. Right? Because 
Yeah, it could. We don't. We do not generally start working on Crimbo until the item of the year stuff is done. <laughs> That's not at true the end of September. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Crimbo was done fairly early this year. Like we were in pretty good shape on Crimbo before the advent calendar rolled out, and so most of the what in previous years would have been the stressful Crimbo crunch time was stressful item of the year crunch time. And also the fact that we did a bunch of stuff that just didn't make any sense. All these mini games that it was a lot more. It was a lot more work than yeah yeah, than it should have been. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the DNA lab now that the month is just about over? Uh, I don't really have any. I probably if we hadn't been doing ZipCon, ZipCon. If we hadn't (laughs) been doing ZapCon, I would have potentially tried to get more oomph added in but we just didn't have time because we were i mean we still could yeah there's enough time left i mean i don't feel like it would be like a dick move to improve it is it not is it not selling well i don't not very much Mm. it's i don't think it's very popular like i I think you know next month it will be somewhat more popular than it is now (laughs) yeah that's the kind of frustrating but uh i would still probably try to add something to it yeah do you want to add back in that thing I panicked and took out? Maybe we could we could tone it down a little bit and see. Yeah, it just felt fiddly. It is. <laughs> so, I I can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, Demiliti says, "Hey guys, do you ever listen to podcasts at two x speed? I sure like to." So the only. Well, I'm going to finish reading this. Okay. Well, when listening to you, it all sounds great, except when Jake starts reading questions. Suddenly, it sounds like the Micro Machines guy. I bet it sounds <laughs> that way right now. Anyway, maybe could you consider uh, reading questions at the same speed that you answer them? Cheers, guys. Now, I mean, I read a lot faster than I formulate original thoughts and say them. I do notice this because the only thing that I ever listen to at 2x speed is when I listen to Video Games Hot Dog to make the list of games and jokes about games that go in there before. That's also why it takes me so long to publish video games. Hot dog is because I actually have to put it in a place where I can get it onto my phone and then I have to listen to it. So I have to just have like an hour where I feel like it's a good use of my time to do that. Which almost always happens on like a Friday or a Saturday. Um, but sometimes I fuck around and forget. Thank you for reminding me about that possibility. Cause I've got like 10 hours of audio to, to edit for uh, this thing that Jenny and I were working on. <laughs> And, I, and I've been putting it off because I didn't want to listen to 10 hours of myself. So five hours is a lot more manageable. But you can't necessarily edit it while you're just listening to it at 2x speed. No, but, well, no, can, but it, I mean, it depends the on the kind of... You need to... It's, it depends on the kind of editing. Like, if you're yeah. going through and you need to edit out, like, minutes at a time where some joke didn't work or something i see then you, you can, can just make you can do that at 2x yeah you just you just mark it and then you i mean then you slow it down to do the actual edits i i've already edited like i don't listen to video games hot dog while i'm editing it really like i'll mark it if there's something that i know that it's like okay this was just some dumb thing where like we talked over each other and then right. there was a there was a 10 second period where it was just somebody repeating something that somebody didn't hear or whatever and i'll just get rid of that but generally, I don't listen to the whole thing at a stretch until it's encoded to the final MP3, at which point it's I could still edit it, but I'm not I never have. Um, and then I listen to it at 2x. And yeah, I do read real fast. 
But no, I don't. I don't want to slow down. Hot stuff listens to all of his podcasts at two x. I do. I for a while I I would reserve like Radio Lab and listen to it at regular speed. But at this point, it just everything just sounds glacially slow if I'm playing it at normal speed. And so here's the other thing though: when on a podcast they play a song, I'm like, wow, this song is so much better at two x speed. <laughs> yep. So you want to start listening to music at 2x? I kind of do, and that's not an option on the phone, natively at least. Is 2x as high as your uh, your podcast player will play? Yeah, I just use the built-in iTunes app mm. on my phone. Goes it, it goes half speed, regular speed, and 2x speed. That's a shame. It isn't. It doesn't adjust possibly higher and more granular because you once you got yeah. used to 2x, you could go to 2.1. And just keep going and see how fast you can listen to something and and learn to still. I could see how you would get used to it because I've gotten used to listening to it. Now, when I listen to video games, hot dog at normal speed or the KOL show, I'm like, God, are are we retarded? Yeah. Why are we talking so slow? It, it's it's infuriating. Yeah. Um, and, and you but just I can't, get used to everything like that. But I can't stand it. I can't like when I listen to some other podcast at 2x, if I'm really because I don't what our stuff, I remember. Right. So it's not like I'm hearing something new mm-hmm. that I'm having to process. I'm just like listening for, oh, did somebody say something funny? That could be a title. Did somebody say a thing that sounds like a funny video game name or whatever? Right. And it's like all stuff that I was already there for the first time. So I don't have to process it on the same level. If I'm listening to a normal, like another podcast that I listen to at 2x, as soon as I stop listening to it, I feel fucking crazy. Like <laughs> it, it seriously feels like my brain is trying to leave my head. <laughs> I don't, I can't, it, it, it I cannot little, articulate it, it in any other nervous. way than to say that it makes me feel like I'm fucking crazy. No, I, I mean, it made me feel like strange for a couple of <laughs> weeks when I was first starting to do it, but it, I acclimated. Yeah. I don't want to acclimate to that. Yeah. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what it means. <laughs> and I also like it depends, like when we're in San Francisco your, and your I have life like is draining out at two X speed. Yeah. <laughs> You'll die twice as fast. When I have this like hour a day of just walking mm-hmm. d- during the commute, I run out of podcasts faster than, and like also when I have these days where I spend 12 hours driving, I get through a lot of backlog. Sure. You know? So, so it's like, I don't need them to be fast. Like I, it's a thing to, I don't think of podcasts as a way of like really engaging me and teaching me things. I think of it as a way of keeping me sort of partially engaged when I am too tired or physically unable to work, but I still want some level of hmm. edification or or at least like listening to things that are funny to try to keep those parts of my brain sharp, you know, like so I don't need to consume it as fast as possible because i don't like want to take a speed reading class because reading is relaxing you know mm-hmm. new challenge says hexatomb dodgeball you can get balls from an npc store <laughs> and then they drop <laughs> in combat and the monsters only take damage from thrown balls <laughs> right uh memilki says i noticed that clan warfare has been dead for years will it be revamped to make it relevant relevant to what life i mean people people still gather their goodie bags or whatever do they i mean there is there is there are like two clans that 
have a bunch of them and everybody else is just doesn't care. I mean, it's hard to tie something like that into the rest of the game at large, right? Because clans are super disparate. Well, it's hard to design something like that hmm. because of the basically potentially infinite differential in size between the largest clan and the smallest clan. Yeah. Um, and having meaningful clan warfare would potentially even make that worse. Yeah, it would exacerbate it if 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 it was suddenly if a thing that's just fundamentally broken like clan warfare is suddenly also became really important. Right. It would, you know, mm. it would really throw into sharp relief how difficult it is to conceive of a sport where the teams are of arbitrary sizes. Um <laughs> we we think of things sometimes that would be fun in a in a multiplayer competitive capacity but i honestly kind of think that if we were to do something like that i would almost want it to be something other than clans that determined teams right like just you know another thing like a clan that's just the team that you're on for this one particular thing that you're doing and like you have to commit to it for the duration of a game or whatever Right. Right? Like, that, I, like... We could do some sort of weird uh, MOBA where you each are controlling a a lord <laughs> and defending defending some sort of lanes against some sort of orcs. We could do just, like, a delayed, like... This, this is, seems fun. This seems like a fun idea. Teams of eight people say mm -hmm. or teams of up to eight people right like just t you make a team and then it pits you you can like maybe you can call out a specific opponent then then the next day you are just in a competition with this team and so you're just you know you spend turns to right. improve your chances and so do what do what you will you know if you're in if you're in ronin tough shit you're in ronin you don't have a lot of turns unless you pull consumables or the ability to really work hard on this maybe maybe we could allow people to Enforce that everybody be in Ronin who's participating or something. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, it would have to be pretty popular for us to do serious matchmaking that would actually work. Sure. But if it was like, all right, everybody just signs up for teams today for tomorrow's match. And then the match just lasts all day. And this is cool. This is a potentially cool thing where you're just like, you each have like a castle. And you can spend turns breaking into your castle opponent's better. castle or like farming shit and building shit to protect your own castle. Hmm. It's like a, like well, it could be like a week long thing where you, it alternates between days where you farm and, and build your castle and then where you go and attack your opponent's castle. And then you have another day to reinforce your castle. Or maybe it's just a two day thing or the day is divided in half or. Yeah, it just goes back and forth once. You build your castle, then you go attack your opponent's castle. Mm, like that video game, Rampart. The yes. <laughs> Sven Northwest says, would you consider Ratsworth or the boss bat to be the first boss of the game? I would consider the crazy bastard to be the first boss of the game, <laughs> but almost nobody ever sees him. What about the Toot Oriole? You can beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah, that crate is the first boss. All of our monsters are boss. They're, yeah, they're super boss. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Hexatomb says, Could it be possible to turn off gains such as items, sans quest items, and meat for mall alts and buff bots to advance their skills without breaking multiple account rules? I want to get torso on my mall at all without, or my mall alt without getting in trouble. Eh, I mean... <sighs> playing turns on your mall multi, as long as you don't... Also, why do you have a mall multi? That's not a thing we've anymore. Gotten, yeah, we've we've mostly gotten rid of the need for one. Yeah, you shouldn't need a mall multi anymore, so you could just have another account and just don't interact. Like, you can play multiple accounts, you just can't use multiple accounts to advance one account faster than it would normally be able to advance. Like, I think you're fine. I, you're probably fine. If you're worried about it, you're not going to do anything untoward, probably. Probably. Um... Uh. Hey guys, this is Sandwich Dude. Regarding a theoretical KOL mobile interface, are there any particular mobile interactions that you would consider simply terrible to include? I remember hearing tabs mentioned as bad, but would something like swiping a touchscreen to bring up your inventory screen be considered abominable as well? You know what is very, very difficult for me to imagine not being just fucking horrible is presenting a KOL player's inventory on a mobile screen at all. Like it is too big and too convoluted and too cumbersome for a giant three column display on a 48 inch monitor. The idea of like you would have to spend minutes scrolling through your inventory every time you wanted to get to any particular item, for instance. Right. So like that is such a showstopper just right out of the gate. So here's here's a question. Um, that is problematic for a player that has a ton of stuff, right? Um, but KOL is a game that gives you a ton of stuff. So well, it's it's a game that gives you a ton of stuff eventually, right? As as a new player, your inventory would be totally manageable for quite a while, right? And then it just gets worse and worse over time. But that yeah. in that in the beginning, it wouldn't be so bad. I feel like. Sure. Yeah, you you are right that in the beginning it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, and it, like if somebody is judicious about putting stuff in the closet, then they just don't ever have to interact or deal with that kind of thing. Like you, you know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't want to make a mobile interface for putting stuff in the closet, for instance. Like, there are there are more things to click on on the current inventory page than would fit on a on a screen of a phone. Right? Like the section boundaries, the different links to do different stuff, none of which we are allowed by our tyrannical player base to get rid of well, in in the service they, of making the interface more comprehensible, right? Because it's it, it's what they're get used rid of them to. And in the mobile interface, right? Mm, we? Could we? I mean, that's the thing. As, Every, long as, as long as they always have the option to just bring up the regular game interface and deal with it in its kind of current shitty form, but on their, you know, web mobile web browser yeah <clears throat> you know yeah i guess i mean i need to actually what i need to do is i need to make an account give that account dev privileges and use the mobile interface 
on my phone mm-hmm. on an on an account that I can actually type the password on my phone keyboard, right? It's weird that I never log into KOL on my phone because of your password. Well, and also because anything any KOL stuff that I want to do on my phone, I just make it so that I can do using a different password, right? But I don't, you know, I'm not going to make my KOL user account password into right. something that's easier to type. Like, you know, I don't really care if somebody hacksaws us and can read the radio questions <laughs> as much as I very much care if somebody hacksaws us and can log in as me. Um It's weird how much damage could be done if somebody logged in as you. Yep. I mean, not so much damage that we wouldn't notice it in time to be able to restore from a backup from yesterday. Sure. Right? Like it's that's true. It would be very disruptive, but it would not, you know, they could not actually physically harm anything. Everybody I eat food says, was set on fire. I'm in Texas at the moment, moving the last of my wife's and my items to Virginia, where we live now. We moved from East Texas, well, uh, Tyler, to be exact, and that's weird. My, uh, my financial advisor lives in Tyler, Texas. Also, his name is Tyler Texas. Weird. Uh, and I just saw in the news about the Nuge not doing a show and still getting paid 16K. Thoughts? <laughs> no, I really don't have any about that. I eat food. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hmm. The Mighty Walrus says, Today while adventuring with my double shifter, it turned into a stocking mimic, gave me a bag of many confections, and equipped it before reverting to an amorphous blob. So it was equipped with an equipment that it can't equip. Bug or feature? Huh. news to me yeah that's kind of cool that's interesting that i wonder how how is this the first time that's come up uh nightfall says female lions do all the hunting male lions hang out with each other all day while the women bring them food so you know ladies it's just nature's way am i right monster manuel he says given your discussion about old content that might make you feel uncomfortable I, that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. Like that is not a that is not a sexist joke. That is a joke about sexism, which I don't. I don't know. Is that uh, this is a distinction that that do you people think any, try to make all the time, and I just try to back away because I don't know. Really, I mean, because I don't. That's because that's not even from that long ago, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I, this is like that's the that thing, does right? not like, feel tonally problematic to me at all. It's probably not a joke that I would write, but it's also it not a joke that I would look at. It doesn't sound totally bad to me, but a lot of the stuff that, that is bothering you doesn't sound bad to me either. So I I just don't even know anymore, right? Because I feel like they're all jokes about attitudes that we find silly, right? And like we, that's, that is the problem, right? Like it is so hard to parody racism because some of the things you do sound racist. And, like, you know what I mean? Like... And I just, I just don't want to, I just don't even want to engage in some, at some level in those kind of discussions. Mm. Anyway, that's, I, I don't think that I would look at that and think, ah, that's a thing that we should change because it makes the world worse. I mean, that's like, am I right, ladies? (laughs) Yeah. The Amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, Is it true that the avatar of Sneaky Pete was based on Chevy Chase riding a motorcycle and Fletch lives? <laughs> I hope so. Sure. Yeah, let's... That's... Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and Naked Jew says, Hey, Jake, where can I find the specific recording you used to play of that Lindsey Buckingham acoustic performance of Big Love? There are a million versions out there, and I wondered which one was the one you played back in the day. I don't remember where I got that. But I will send it to you. I know you can find it just like... You can find it on RDO. <laughs> I listened to it the other day. I was like, I wonder if they have that live Lindsey Buckingham version of uh, Big Love. I don't think it's acoustic. I think it's on electric guitar, but... Um, it definitely exists on audio, which means it exists on a like official live album. They don't have any bootleggy type stuff there. No, I don't think so. Um, but it was definitely like a Lindsey Buckingham solo live album. That's a good song. Uh, let's see. Oh, weird. Gattery says. Oh, okay. All right. This makes a lot of sense. I'm going to read this because this is interesting. Uh, Not sure if this was fixed, but as of two months ago, the office building part of the Hidden City quest is impossible to do as a pastamancer with a level 10 vampirogi since uh, since the thrall automatically dispels curse after each battle. I don't think this is the same as your hot tub example in which you said it's okay to be punished for carelessness because when that doesn't happen, we're going to appreciate that we learned something. My contention that is in this particular case, the only thing to be learned is that I can't progress through the level 11 quest with the thrall I like the most. But then he replies, later... It's me again. I just learned the pasta thralls don't lose levels when you dismiss them, and that fact makes it almost exactly like your hot tub example, rendering my previous argument pointless. Sorry. Okay, because I, I read the last one first, and that didn't make any sense, but... Yeah, I mean, I... That's like a weird thing where it's that confusion that is caused by it always having been some way, and then it being changed to be different in a way that is... The thralls? Or the, the thralls losing... Okay. The thralls, like, losing weight when you switch off. Like, I would argue that that not happening is objectively less confusing than right. these things that are very much like familiars behaving in a way that is very much unlike familiars. I think that the current situation is less confusing, but because it's a change from the way that it used to be, the act of becoming less confusing has itself confused people. Man, Weird. Uh, let's see. What is Wax saying? Wax says, did you guys change how in-fight items and such pop up? It's pretty cool change. Is it possible to put a button button in the description that pops up one of the old boxes like how it used to be, just in case I want to see item effect IDs or anything? And then he links to this thing, which I think is just a Grease Monkey script that he installed, which does mouse over uh, item description pop-ups. I kind of want that to be how the game works. I'm no longer I'm no longer concerned with the traffic that would be generated by mouse like, overs. Yeah, by mousing over a bunch of items in a row, like because you could just click them and as like if you just hover over an icon. Oh, as just, opposed to it launching an entire as opposed new to it launching a new window. window. Yeah, just popping up a div with that description, huh. like. I'm sure there are places where that would be annoying when you were trying to do something. Do Does that mean that we need to have every description ready in line? No. It, it can load it in. No, it can just load it into can a div. It? Okay. Yeah, because it's fast as shit now. Okay. And it doesn't. It's like that's hitting a table that it doesn't matter if it gets hit all the time. And it's, you know, it's executing a PHP script that's like small and lean and fast and pre-compiled anyway. Never really has to execute any arbitrary code or anything. Okay. Like it's totally a thing that we could do. And I think it would make things objectively better and more modern seeming. So everyone would hate it. 
<laughs> Not everyone would hate it. Some people would hate it. But, I mean, that whole pop-up description thing, it wouldn't work in mobile because it requires mouse over. And it, like all fucking web pages, is founded on a decade of design centered around having a mouse because a mouse is awesome. But you just plug your mouse into your phone. Man, I wish I could. If I, if I could just plug a mouse into this iPad, that would be rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thren says, hey, guys, hope you look, uh, hope you took a look at the responses to your audience question from the last podcast. Almost 60 posts and most of them fully on topic question answering. Just wanted to add that I really enjoyed Age of Sneaky Pete. The last run, I started with 18 points and feel super cool. I've even started doing my very first hardcore runs for the extra karma farm and don't feel the loss of my toys too bad with a practically full skill list. Good job. Uh, let's see. P.S. Jick, hope you feel better after your procedure. As a fellow colon cancer at Risker, I feel your pain. P.S.S. Thanks for reminding me. It's been over two years. I don't want to take the crap colada mix again. I feel like I'm going to talk about this in more detail on the next podcast, but yeah, I, I had my, uh, I had my colonoscopy earlier this week. crap colada That was not very long ago, and it feels like it was a really long time ago. Well, it's all the drugs. It happened really early in the morning. I was unconscious for it. If our, if our memories were based on how far we were away from the time of day that it, a thing happened, so, like, I couldn't remember things very well that happened 12 hours ago on a but different yeah, arbitrary like 20 day. Yeah, like, 24 hours ago was crisper in your memory than 12 hours ago? Yeah. It would be weird. You know something that I've learned from spending some amount of time thinking about, like, anesthesia and sleep and, and consciousness and identity and continuity over the last week or so just fucking stop thinking about that shit everything is horrifying well is it horrifying or do you eventually just realize that we don't have any fucking idea what consciousness is (laughs) yeah it just doesn't matter so like just just give it up everything that you are and everything that you feel is just a fucking weird side effect of something that made your great 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 grandfather more likely to get fucked um hamfish says would it be possible to add a multi-purchase option to the store in the wizard shack from the alice's army item in the month i tend to save up my daily snack vouchers and i'm trying to buy a punch of pocky and sake you can only buy one at a time even when you have hundreds of vouchers yes um that just needs to move to the new store code, and then it will have the oh, right-click nice. multi-buy functionality built right into it. That's one of the that's one of the weird remaining holdouts on the custom code. Hmm. Uh, also, I was playing through Dreslevania for the first time in months, and it's still just as awesome. Thanks again for making it. Yeah. Insert compliments about how awesome this game is here, says Leah saying. Quality of life question for you lot. When I'm an idiot and forget to choose the correct package size I actually need for all the things I'm gifting, could the gift remember what items I've chosen rather than refresh? Trying to send one plus n items in the basic gift box will result in an error message and starting from scratch on filling in the box. Yeah. And yes, we, at least the Hearts of the Kingdom, do actually use gift boxes enough to make this an issue. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that is just the kind of thing that is so fucking boring to work on mm. that I never feel like doing it. And if I don't, if it doesn't come up in a context where I can like write down to make right. CD Moyer do it, you know, and so then it ends up getting put off until like, you know, we should probably just overhaul this thing completely. Um, but it is not so bad. Boy, it'd be awful on mobile. <laughs> drop a drop down with hundreds of items in it is the fucking pits on an iPhone. <laughs> the pits. And that is the 
first thing that people would see when they started using the KOL mobile app. They would be like, oh, I'm going to go fight a monster. Oh, fuck. What is this garbage? That's what would happen. Because the first thing they would be confronted with would be a drop down. One drop down with dozens of items in it, followed by another drop down with hundreds of items in it. It's also possible that we could let people set up five things. You get five icons that are going to be available to you in the mobile interface, and that's it. Hmm. No, I'm serious, because that's about how many fucking icons you can put on a thing that you're going to look at on your fucking phone. We let you set up five. We let you set up a, a, a custom combat action bar. No, really, what you have to do is you have to go into the macros and you have to type uh, set up macros for all of them. Combat macros. I don't even think. Can you like execute skills and stuff in combat macros? You can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you totally can. So those are tend to be for multi round things, but yeah. So anyway, perfect solved. That'll be good. When sorting equipment, says Joy, it used to be I want to sort items by say plus HP. It would also show at the end of the list all the items that gave minus HP. This was fantastic. Why is it not there now? I'm trying to kill Yogurt, Elder Goddess of Hatred, and it would help me a lot if I could see which items lower your max HP without having to individually click on them. I have no idea why that would have changed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Crazy Mad Scientist 123. Man, that mad scientist is so crazy that not only did he append 123 to the end of his name, he removed all the vowels from it. Did you know, though, that uh, you just totally don't need vowels? Like, I know exactly what that says. Unless it's like... It's crazy mod scientist. Muds Cunt Stout. (laughs) Cruzy Muds Cunt Stout. The inner caps help. Uh, with the parsing. I'm pretty sure it's crazy mad scientist. Facial expression seems like they might have been designed to be permanent intrinsic buffs like you see from the, like you see from the DNA lab and Turtle Tamer where one removes the other. In terms of design decisions, was this ever considered? And if so, is there any reason it was decided to be a standard buff instead? If you keep making that face, it's going to stick that way. Well, I just wanted there to be a cost associated with it. Like the Turtle Tamer ones, because those things require a sort of a commitment to them in order to pay off, hmm. right? It's okay for them to just be a thing that sits there and once you've sort of spun it up. And I mean, also because you can consume it in a blaze of glory if you're, you know, find yourself in a hard boss fight or whatever. Um, if you find yourself about to be in a hard boss fight, I think that's not a thing that you do from within combat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want you switching back and forth I don't want people feeling like they have to switch back and forth every turn to whatever the most advantageous facial expression is. And so having to use it the whole time for it to be worth the mana makes some sense to me. Um, So, no, I never considered doing it as an intrinsic. That's sort of a special thing that there weren't really any things that worked like that until last year. Sure. Iron palm technique, I guess, was the first thing that was like that. And it's like, well, now that we've got the idea of a toggleable intrinsic, why don't we make some other stuff that would have been toggleable intrinsics if we had had the notion of that when we did it? You know, like the flavors of magic and whatever. Uh, Ellie LaBelle says, regarding amorphous blob of demand for mobile. Man, I got an email from a guy I used to work with. It was like, have you considered doing a mobile version of 
Uh, after listening to the Monday show, I feel bad for sending you that other long essay about how I was excited about the mere idea of an asymmetric mobile game. Sorry. I am also excited about the idea of an asymmetric mobile game, just not a mobile version of this game. Uh, P.S. How shall I submit my detailed design document? ASCII art in this comment box? Sure. <laughs> a blonde named Farty. Uh, again. One of the best arguments for not letting people change their names. <laughs> Is a yellow ray too powerful to be a semi-rare? What about a combat item that gives a significant one-turn boost to item drops like fixed jukebox or Jarlsberg's ability to jiggle that one chef staff? I, you know, I'd be okay with a semi-rare that was that. Like a one-turn, like a combat item that gave you a one-turn 200% item drops. Yeah. That fun. seems entirely fine in terms of power Yeah, that's fine. range for... A semi-rare. Yellow actually, Ray is a little weird because that's been Ray, yeah. so item of the month. Have we based. put any Yellow Rays into any non-item of the month content ever? Not that I can think of. Yeah, Me, I think so. um, Sneaky Pete. Well, but that's different. Like, I don't consider Challenge Path specific stuff to be. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like core game. Okay. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like. Somebody whose job is to be six times as powerful as a normal dude, which right. is to say an avatar path. Right. Uh, it's sort of maybe okay for him to have some item of the month functionality built into him. And besides, what's a headlight going to do? Right? Also, some guys. Yeah, exactly. Some like a guy whose job is to be as powerful as six normal dudes without having access to most of the items that have been sold in Mr. Right. Store for forever. Uh, is also going to need some Mr. Store functionality cooked into his basic abilities. Um, so yeah, I think a yellow ray is, I mean, it isn't too powerful to be a semi rare. Like, I mean, nothing is technically, it depends on sort of where we want to put those bars. I probably wouldn't ever make one unless things change dramatically, but. All right. Uh, well, let's go get something to eat and then okay. record another podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, I forget how we end this one. We don't. We don't have a scheme. See, Mr. Skullhead came up with a scheme for ending the Monday show, and now there's never this weird awkwardness. There doesn't ever have to be any weird awkwardness. You could just say, uh, thank that. thanks, that was fun, guys. At the sound, of the, next at the, sound of the weird awkwardness, flip <sighs> the record over and listen to Video Games Hot Dog. <laughs>